Something Unoriginal. Uh, I'm your guy, Squibby Tibbleson, uh, and I'm here with Connor Patterson. We uh, let's just jump back into it, but jump right where we were, right where we just were. Wait, not, sorry, wait, okay. I have to stop for a second. Okay. Why do you get a cool code name, but my name <laughs> is just my name? Like, I kind of, I've kind of come from. I kind of made this decision at the very, very beginning that I'm just going to introduce myself as somebody different and either made up or famous every time. Mm. Do you want? Do you want a cool? I mean, I feel like I need a moniker. Okay, so if I'm Squibby Tibbleson. I'm going to steal one from a show that I love. Okay. Uh, Double T in the morning. All right. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? It should remind you of the Fairly Odd Parents because that's what it's from. That's, okay. <laughs> I slipped past me. I forgot that episode. I was thinking Troy and Abed in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we were Troy and Abed, this would be much easier. It would be. Yeah. Because we would be two of the most famous and genius comedic writers in the world. That's true. So... Yeah, you can't really go wrong if you're Donald Glover and who's the other guy? I can't remember his name. Abed. His real name's no, Abed? Of course not. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. But that guy acted better in that show than I think that 90% of people in movies act these days. So. He really did. He had that character down packed. Like, I believe him when he's acting autistic. <laughs> I don't know if he is. But. You're not wrong. For a show that I love so much, I should probably know more about their characters. I agree. I'm kind of in that same boat, too, with that one. Because... And I, th- I don't know if I've talked to you about this before. So anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about right now, we're talking about Community, right? The show by Dan Harmon. Um, but something I realized, and I was having a conversation with my dad about this the other day, because he was talking about Seinfeld and uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, and we were trying to figure some stuff out. But I brought up this point that that uh, in Rick and Morty, right, the two co-creators are Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, right? And that show was a yes. masterpiece. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree with you. That's true. That's because they don't get it, right? They don't get it. Yeah. Because every Rick and Morty watcher is a complete and utter genius, and you're stupid if you don't understand it. Um. (laughs) It triggers so many people. It's hilarious how, like, a show that they don't like can make them feel less than. And it's like, but it's it's just a stupid TV show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're like... just because you don't understand a joke or two doesn't mean you're not stupid. Doesn't mean you're stupid, right? But it's weird. It is a lovely show. I love it a lot. But that was my point to begin with, right? Like Family Guy is not the only animated comedy series that can do whatever it wants because it's animated. Like Rick and Morty is a great example. Futurama is one of the first ones to do it. Yeah. Family Guy comes in, and Bob's Burgers and all those guys, mm-hmm. like similar ones. They it, their comedy doesn't have to exist in reality. Totally. So they can just do the most ridiculous and crazy things that exist and animate it and we laugh. But then, like, where's the original ideas left? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because then you, you have so much creative freedom that you can't go anywhere with it. In fact, this is kind of this is kind of interesting, too. So with what you were saying, like that, like not having any original ideas, they were talking. I don't remember who they were, who was talking about. It. I want to say it was on Joe Rogan the other day. They were kind of talking about that where like they don't. Because Joe Rogan needs a plug from us, but continue. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. But they he, they just brought up the point of like how South Park. It might have even been two bears, but they um they're kind of talking about how South Park is just absolutely genius, and you can do yeah. so many things on South Park that you can never do. Like you can't get Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not anymore. Cause not, well, yeah, that's true. Maybe you couldn't before. But. Rest in peace. Well, no, no, taking that back. Rest in pieces. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so where I was getting at with my dad though, the other day was like, when you watch Rick and Morty, it's a great show. You think it's, you know, it's just awesome in general. 
has a lot of creative like jokes a lot of different things that a lot of people don't quite understand sometimes depends on it's a very different type of humor i think yeah well i mean there are literal geniuses writing the show yeah yeah yeah, for sure they have like physicists that they work with and stuff yeah have you seen solar opposites though yeah it's not as good it's not as good no and I was super hyped about Solar Opposites because I was like, Justin Roiland's like the mastermind behind this show. He's the one that makes it all good. Dude, no. It's Dan Harmon. My humor is more better fitted to Dan Harmon's humor than Justin Roiland's Well, everybody humor. can lay an egg. Like, I mean, yeah. Ted Lasso, one of the greatest shows of all time. So good. Who is the showrunner on Ted Lasso? Oh, know? Jason Sudeikis. And the other guy? Oh, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, man. Am I going to make... The... What's the character? I'm going to make it look... No, no, no. The, guy, the showrunner, like the guy that created the show... Oh, I'm pretty sure Sidakis was one of the... Yeah, he was one of the writers. But I'm saying the guy for Ted Lasso, he also did Scrubs. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about him. Yeah. I don't know much about him. Oh, man. I'm it, uh, cool. Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence is a guy that is great. And he did Scrubs. And then he comes out with Ted Lasso. And it's like the greatest thing that ever existed. But he has done like 14 shows. And not all of them are my favorite. But those are two of my favorites. And it's like he his humor gets me in the right way. But it's not always because the cast is also important. It, Rick and Morty, the voice acting is important. I mean, Fair, yeah. And Royland does a great job with that. Speaking of which, Sarah Chalk from Scrubs is on Rick and Morty. So really, yeah. What character is she? She's the mom. What's her name? No way. She's yeah. Beth. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Same girl from Scrubs. Oh, that's interesting. But like twenty years removed, obviously. But anyway, it's funny because we like. When I was a kid and I would watch cartoons, my parents would be like, cartoons are stupid. I hate them. Mm-hmm. And I knew a lot of friends that their parents didn't even like let them watch SpongeBob because they thought it was like too... What Insert word for objectifying here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like growing up on cartoons, now there's these adult cartoons that people our age love. Hey, listeners, we're in our 30s. No, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying like... The, the the door is wide open for animation that didn't exist before because people didn't love it as a child and grow up with it. Same with video games. Like the back in the day, people would age out of video games and you'd lose your customers. Now people are gamers for life, bro. It's so true, man. So I feel like games have gotten so much better just as time has gone on anyway, right? Like, well, they're different. But we, you can do more now than you've ever been able to do. I don't know if Call of Duty is any different. (laughs) That's true, but I'm I'm not talking about Call of Duty. I'm talking more of like games like Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, Horizon, even Far Cry has come along. Especially open worlds. I mean, like, oh yeah. As far as the size of the map, like they haven't been getting bigger, but they've been getting better. Yeah, like more nuanced and um, better graphics, better frame rate. Like those types of things make you get lost in it better. But but yeah, more immersive for sure. Definitely, I know what you're saying. I, a lot of it's going to stay the same, but also it's fun to think about like what's the next step in games, right? Because yeah. I, I don't know if there's been like a groundbreaking new game come out lately since Breath of the Wild, really. Yeah, Elden Ring was that's, hit the ground running. That's, that's the, the one, new one everybody's been on. Haven't played it, folks. I haven't either. Maybe we should. Maybe that should be before we get back together. We should start playing Elden Ring. That, that's the next podcast talk about Elden Ring. i mean at least with you and me yeah yeah that's fine. <laughs> if you want to yeah no i get it we yeah. can report back i don't know i've heard so many every, everybody tells me we need i need to play that game yeah that's true do you feel like 
that I want to play it. Yeah. I mean, I always want to play video games. That's true. I grew up in the 90s, right? Like, yeah, if you were playing cool. video games and drinking Mountain Dew Code Red, life did not get better. <laughs> so, as an adult, me, but yeah, I agree. My 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 wife is like, "What do you want to do today?" And I'm like, in the back of my mind, sit down and play video games until the sun comes up tomorrow. <laughs> but that's not what I'm able to do with three children and a wife. So, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. It's tough. Is it? How would you say that your life has changed from? Uh, Let me pause. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and just uh, just answer it. I'll, uh, we'll get back to it. Hold on, one sec. Hello. No, no. Hey, record. Uh, we're back. So, if Dear listener, if it sounds like I just drank an entire cup of coffee because I'm talking too fast, I did just drink an entire cup of coffee, and I am talking too fast. But also, when I hear my voice played back to myself, it's it sounds like hot garbage. I really don't like the sound of my own voice when it comes through the airwaves rather than through my jawbone. And the only person I've ever met that thinks that their voice sounds like their voice is my dad because he was on TV a bunch. Oh, really? Yeah, and so like he – well, because – Different. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like an actor or anything, but um, yeah, he would he would hear his voice recorded, and he'd be like, in his mind, he's like, "Yes, that's my voice." And I, to me, I'm like, "Who's this twelve year old? And how did he, you know, get into the podcast?" <laughs> anyway. Oh no. Wow, that was my mic was not. I turned it off. Yeah, yeah, we're good at this. Can you tell? This is our first podcast. For those of you who don't know, what just happened? Uh, as I was speaking into the mic, it was, it was off. off. <laughs> so you're gonna hear very faintly in the background. Yeah, probably through probably through Connor's mic here. But uh, but I'm back. Here we are, rolling with this. Uh, we're rolling again. Again, thank you for joining us for our first podcast. If you are listening, um, this is going to be a dumpster fire probably, but hopefully we'll talk about some good stuff. We noticed too, like obviously because it's kind of jumped around a bunch. We've uh, we've been interrupted by a couple phone calls, you know, just things here and there. Uh, this is not also, our day job. This is not our yeah. This is definitely a side gig for us. But uh, you'll notice that uh, we've been speaking really, really fast. We're going to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try some edibles, just kidding, and uh, <laughs> talk like normal humans again rather than excited teenagers the first time they're getting kissed by a girl. Exactly. So we're circling back around. So here, we're uh, we're getting back into this, getting into the interesting topics. We were Probably on like video games, games, right? We were on video games. But I, I think the more important thing, the more interesting topic, so I, I kind of have an idea of things that I kind of want to talk about going into these, right? Just like... A list of topics. I shared them with you briefly. One of those topics, and I felt like it tied in perfectly, was how I I am of the belief that children's programming was at its peak, like golden age of children's TV programming was 1995 to 2010, right? My four-year-old daughter would disagree with you, but continue. Your four-year-old daughter watches YouTube. She loves YouTube kids, dude. That's great. But that's the problem. This is, and this is the reason why I'm, this is why I'm saying this. Yeah. When we grew up, we had, we started like, you know, mid nineties, you had Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, um, which all was the, the shiz. Yeah. So good. Amazing. You had Jimmy Neutron, you had Fairly Odd Parents, you had all these great ones. You had Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, everything we, up to 2010, where I would say is like adventure time. It's like, so telling too that like, it's been 20 years and every yeah. time you mention one of the names of those shows and an episode and a moment 
immediately come to my brain. Yep. Like I, when you said Dexter's Lab, I wanted to be like Omelet du Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> See, but ah, uh, another another phone call. You we're, know, we're just we, gonna... we, yeah, we don't need to pause. I'm just gonna. It's gonna be fast. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Hello. This is really natural, just so you guys know. Awesome. It's a work emergency, so we'll figure it out, though. <laughs> I can't decide whether to keep yeah. this in or take it out, but, you know, we'll see how it goes when we, uh, when we read the playback. Or when we uh, listen to the playback. That makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's good to have a cool head around things. Oh. It's all good. We're figuring it out. Yeah, she texted me today, and she's like, I'm glad I'm here today to see all of this and learn from it. So, For those of you who need a little bit of background, Connor's on 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 the phone with the general uh, with the owner of the hotel that he's the general manager of. Um, Connor and I know each other because... I, I looked at it, but I didn't change anything because I was going to wait until, like, two... We, uh, we know each other because he was my manager at a hotel in Lehigh, Utah, the Staybridge Suites. Shouts out to them. Shouts out to Bill Ammerman, if he's listening. Um, he was the one that gave me the job when I walked in and said, I need a job. And right away was like, hey, uh, let's go fill out some paperwork. So, you know, long story short, met a good friend here. Met Connor Patterson. He's my guy. He, uh, when I met him, he had one kid. Now he's got three. They were not high yesterday, so um, today. <laughs> it's interesting hearing this conversation. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> love the little input. He's able to hold two conversations okay. right you. now. Connor's got this okay. ability to like he's he's got a sharp mind. I've noticed over any other people that I know. This is on a side note, right? You have one of the sharpest minds I've ever seen. Watching you play Brain Age or whatever the game was that came out recently on the Switch. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, Brain, Big Brain Academy. Yeah, that was no one can hold that, that was a Marvel game with me <laughs> to watch you play that game. Yeah, it's yeah. So fun sides. These this this name of this podcast should be just uh, side note, but that's <laughs> not a bad name. But, but we'll. I'm actually very much going to consider that because something unoriginal is unoriginal, pretty unoriginal. But that's kind of the point of the podcast. I, also, I get it. Like you're trying to be punny, but um, yeah. Side note, uh, my wife is a twin, and, <laughs> yeah. and so is yours. Yep, my wife is also a twin, correct. But my twin, my wife's twin, sorry, I don't have a twin. My wife's twin's husband is very similar to me. Like, he's, oh, he's a writer, he's very quiet, he's reserved. Um, he actually got me a job at a hotel first. <laughs> really? Yeah, as I got you one. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of. But... He he's sharp. Like he's read a lot of books. He's he he's very cerebral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's this game called like Name Five. 
like a board game mm-hmm. where like you pick a card and it gives you a subject and you have to like name five things faster than a timer or the other team. I don't remember because we haven't played it in a long time because I'm not allowed to play it anymore oh. because, with my family because I can name five things every time faster <laughs> than everyone and so can he. And one time we played on a team against our twin wives and they were both like, we don't want to talk to you guys for the rest of the day. <laughs> but anyway. Perks yes. having a sharp mind. Anyway, I can hold two conversations at once. Not in two languages, though. I've tried. Really tough. And I can't do Spanish and English at the same time. It's tough. I feel like your brain can't process the two languages. Which is funny, because for me, the way I learned Spanish, I, it's one language to me. I don't speak English and Spanish. I speak Carter. <laughs> you know what I mean? You also went to different places that's true that's true i didn't really study though too i just learned from talking to people right which is the hard part i don't know any proper like spanish rules yeah and i I did both i (laughs) talked to people and then i came back and i went to college and i took a bunch of spanish classes and like fanatics classes like i took way too much spanish Dang. so i know the other side of it too Ron, read don quixote in spanish so really i got like do you see those books right there those old looking books on the top shelf oh yes those are two copies of don quixote in english and spanish no just spanish oh they got them from a, a library in caguas Shout out to victor flores he was a person in puerto rico that actually gave me those books so good friend of mine i like him a lot although the first time i had to read a book in spanish totally cheated because it was like right it was like a spanish literature class and like pick a book in spanish and write a book report about it so i picked zorro which is in like (laughs) english and spanish and every language you can think of so no but like i bought the spanish one to show my teacher but i read it in english (laughs) you read it in english (laughs) and then anytime i wanted to like quote the book i would just open the spanish one to the same page Hold the, the quote. quote in Spanish. That's so smart. That's genius. <laughs> that's well. Yeah, that's I mean, you lose cool. some things in translation, right? But yeah, like, I mean, there's if it's professionally translated, what it's going to be better than what I would do in my own head? No. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. if you try to translate it, sometimes it'll come off as different, like slang or whatever. You know. I took a translation class. There you go. So, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. And. Sidebar again. We're just the sidebars on sidebars, right? It's a very ADHD podcast. Yeah, maybe you should have picked somebody else that, that doesn't think about eight things at once. But That's in my translation class, we had to translate um, the name of a store, which usually you would either explain what the store is as like parentheses mm. in your translation, or pick like a similar store and vibe in the country that you're translating to and so the 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 quote was like and she was the kind of person that shopped at trader joe's right <laughs> and we had to translate that to spanish for people in mexico and nobody knows what trader joe's is in mexico right? yeah yeah and so um i translated it to costco and Those my, are two very different places. that's what my teacher said but then my counterpoint was You've never been to Mexico. Oh, valid. Okay. Because people in Mexico look at Costco like the Ritz of the Ritz. Oh, interesting. Because you have to pay a membership to go there. Yeah, yeah. It makes it so that white people pretty much shop at Costco <laughs> in Mexico. So it would be the same feel as like Trader Joe's. I was really angry because she wasn't from Mexico. And I was like, how can you tell me? When yeah. I lived? Anyway. Uh, the pride. Did you get like a D on that assignment? It was like a C plus. That's not. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't 
I myself and grades are not. I feel the same way, man. Those people that know me that are listening to this from back home know that I at eight a.m. the day of graduation, I found out I was graduating. <laughs> so, and, and if anyone from my past is listening to this, which you're not, because I'm never going to tell you about it, because I don't even remember who you are. <laughs> I graduated fourth in my class. Damn, really? I cared a lot for some reason my first three years of high school, and then got to be on purpose my senior year so that I didn't have to speak at graduation. That's a kind of a genius thing to do. That's probably what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Granted, I wouldn't. I never got there, but you know. Let's circle back around back what we were talking about before. Um, the uh, end of children's sidebar. programming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. There's yeah, great peak in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Gradual decline into chaos and four-year-olds putting toys together on YouTube today. Exactly. And so, and and here's my here's my argument. If you look at, you know, the the big three children's TV programming networks when we were a kid. Oh, networks. It, I was thought you were going to say shows, and I wanted to guess. Oh, oh we could do that too. <laughs> but the networks, right? You had uh, Nickelodeon. Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network and Disney Channel, right? Yeah. Disney Channel was the lesser of the three, I think. It was, except for live-action programming. Yeah, right? it, was the, it, was, it was the live-action yeah. channel. Their yeah. cartoons were awful. They didn't H- know how to make a good cartoon. To say I'm not a Hannah Montana age person. I'm a Lizzie McGuire age person. That is, but all, it was just, you know, just as good. Lizzie Shout McGuire. out to Hillary Duff. Hillary still Duff. smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> how I Met Your Father is a great show. And uh, when you were wearing those yoga pants, just saying. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire was dope. But even like That's So Raven, right? Yeah. And like shows back then. Were, Which was. They were pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to say the R word, but. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, man. It's unfiltered. I know. I, I know. But, you know. When, oh, once you, you. Friends and family. Once you play the race card, there's no coming back. Yeah. From Formula One. I do. They had qualifying today. Well, that's another note. We can we can circle back around to that again. I know we're we're getting distracted again. So I'm bad. sorry. It was the French Grand Prix. We'll get back to it. But uh, I think the reason. So I, I was talking again to my dad. I talk a lot to my dad. I sometimes I drive for work. I'm sure that he'll be on the podcast soon. He will. Yeah. There's a topic that he called dibs on that I can't do with anybody else except for him because he really really wants to do it. So is it candy at the movie theater? No. It's uh. It's the most dibs. successful person from your. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that episode. Just you, just wait. But my dad also lives in Washington, so it's going to be a while before that podcast comes out. Yeah. But we were we were kind of talking about this and how like he he was kind of vouching for his his cartoons growing up. You know, the Flintstones, the Jetsons. Trash. Uh, Jet, Jetsons is straight trash. Yeah, I like the Jetsons, but it's not anywhere near as good as like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, right? Dude, why are we not mentioning SpongeBob, please? SpongeBob, yeah, no, the pinnacle. That's yeah, number yeah, one, yeah, yeah. right? There's no the standard to which all other standards are made. Yeah, yeah, that is the seasons top. one through four of SpongeBob. Yeah, hundred percent. Even season five wasn't bad. Yeah, but There's that's the start of the decline. That was the, the start of the decline. Um, but anyway, so Dragon Ball Z. Back then, they didn't have the assets to make great content right well they did but it was pretty much everybody everybody then and anybody that was in that realm of like creating children's content creating cartoons for kids worked for hanna-barbera well yeah and they had a stigma of like there's certain jokes that you can't tell and mm-hmm. there's certain animation styles that we have to stay away from and you know like yeah like the show archer right mm-hmm. really adult show Animated for adults, clearly. Yeah. That type of animation doesn't exist before the 2000s because mm-hmm. animation was for children, period. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Full stop. Yeah. 
Well, and that's what makes it hard too, right? Like you had a lot of creative people thinking that they wanted to make something live action because that was the best way to do it, to tell their story. Yeah. Whereas like cartoons, you really had like Tom and Jerry and like the creativity in there was kind of niche, right? For sure. But, uh, but then you kind of get into the night, like this new renaissance of children's programming where you get like computer graphic or computer animated software and, or yeah, computer animation software. That's really good for children's programming. You get it becoming this thing that's kind of taught in universities now to where people can actually make an actual career out of animation and out of like writing these shows. Well, not even doing the full animation, but being like a dude that is on an animation team is a full-time job and a career. Yeah. And you can make great money. Yeah. It's crazy. Like after hearing what animators make, I'm I'm pretty sure if I'm not wrong, it's like over six figures regardless. Well, I mean, regardless is not a word you can use, but but yes, on average. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not great with English. Right. We'll, uh, we'll throw that in there, but, um, por supuesto, por supuesto. Ya tu sabe. Um, it's a very Puerto Rican thing just so you know, but, um, but then you kind of get into this mode. You get with that logic, right? You think the animation and just children's programming in general should be better now than it's ever been, right? But 2010, something happens, and YouTube starts to pop off. Yeah, and so well, you get lower budget. I'm gonna say before YouTube pops off, mm-hmm. Minecraft. That's true. Like kids are into these like super simple time-consuming video games. True. And now kids are watching kids play those super simple time-consuming video games. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. Like, my my six-year-old nephew will watch YouTube indefinitely until he (laughs) starves to death of people just playing Minecraft. See, that? yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, all in all, you're trying to compete with the time that these kids are giving to this other platform, right? Yeah. Well, and a lot of these animators have grown up with us. Yeah. Right? And so now they're animating things like Family Guy and Rick and Morty yeah. and Archer because they're sexy. Yeah, exactly. And they're awesome. Oh, they're so good. Right? And they're getting more and more coming out. I don't know if you've been on Netflix to see um, Matt Greening's new thing. Um, Dude. What's it called? It's like Futurama, but medie- medieval. Oh, oh. Disenchantment. Y- y- Disenchantment is hilarious. I love it. Oh, so no, good. but the, okay. So there. now that you brought up Netflix, there is some... And I'm not going to say, like, children's animation, but, like, teenage animation that's actually mm-hmm. getting really good. Yeah. Enter um, Troll Hunters by Guillermo del Toro. He, he has created an entire world yeah. and four shows now. A, a regular three-season, like, limited series show on Netflix and three spinoffs oh, from this right. show of a world called Troll Hunters. And Arcadia is the town that he created. And my four-year-old and I watched it together, and it is fire. I love really? it so yes. And so gone are the days of like 8 to 10 year olds are going to really love SpongeBob and I think that the animation is is going to start now in the teenage years where it's going to try and like capture before you're ready for Rick and Morty those types of people because like yeah. Naruto, right? Back in the day was not for 8 to 10 year olds. Mm-hmm. It was for teenagers. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, even though I was eight and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, <laughs> it was just definitely intended for teenagers. Yeah, totally. And so I think that that is where we're going to see the big strength now is in it's definitely the streaming platforms mm-hmm. of like Netflix, maybe Hulu, but they're going to, they're going to have those animations as not for adults, but also not for children. I think that there's a middle market that's going to grow yeah. more. 
I kind of feel like the the grandfather of that, like the the first real shows that were made for that demographic were kind of Adventure Time and Regular Show. Yeah, totally. And now, makes sense. And now both of those guys, JG Quintel and uh, oh my gosh, I feel like Bob's Burgers tries to Adventure fill that space too, but it's still it, a little bit more adult. Yeah, it definitely is. But like those guys, those guys are now working on like JG Quintel made Close Enough. It's an HBO Max show that do so good. You should watch it. I feel like you'd relate a lot to it. Um. It's very, it's very uh, regular show esque, but it's definitely made for adults to relate to adults. Like the main characters are this married couple with a four year old daughter, five year old daughter, and like that follows kind of that same premise of like outlandish crap that happens during regular show things. Where, yeah. for example, the episode where they like befriend a coffee bean in order to get more work done that gives them coffee so that they can buy concert tickets, like stuff like that to this new age like it's really interesting well yeah and that's that's more of my point right like it's that middle ground of it's not an adult show Mm -hmm. but i mean people in their teenage years are going to watch family guy but it's not geared for them yeah but it's it also comes down to who has the money you know like Mm in in the 90s and the early 2000s you were paying for cable if you wanted to watch spongebob and fairly odd parents and lizzie mcguire you know and so it was a lot easier to make those programs because the money was there. Because if your family had cable, the kids were on those three channels. And so yeah. those channels got a lot of money. And oh, totally. And now that, that nobody nobody that has young kids has cable. Kids are expensive. Not at all, Cable's yeah. more expensive. So they're not going to put both together in the same house. But then they have these streaming platforms. And so Netflix is able to come out with good content. I mean, there there's a few animated shows that my daughter loves who's for, like... Gabby's Dollhouse and things that are mm. that are trying to be like the the like the YouTube big blue playhouse of old. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, that's what you mean. Okay, yeah, uh, like I misinterpreted. Like, no, like um, dang it, Blue's Clues. You know, like yeah. where it's like real and then animation together. Dude, they rebooted Blue's Clues. Yeah. It's actually really good. From no, I, yeah, the 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 new one. Yeah, yeah, I like the actual guy that does it. Yeah, like, he's funny. Yeah, so. Animation, I think, is not going away, and I, I think that it's just shifted. Yeah, you know. Well, and and I feel like I feel like back in the day, the humor still. would. Oh no! I hope it's still. No, it's still going. Okay. Cool. Um, I feel like back Good. in the day, though, you got a lot more like those were prime, right? Every one of those TV channels had you know, six to ten different shows that like, were like great. huge shows. Yeah, huge shows that were always just great. And then like ten that were hot ten trash. Ten that were okay. I don't <laughs> know if I'd say they were hot trash, but they were okay, right? But nowadays you got a lot of like these these channels are trying to compete with like YouTube content. Yeah. And so like yeah, yeah. people Which unboxing is free. toys and like yeah, and it's free anyway. So then you kind of get subpar programming because because it's it a makes free more platform sense for people to go try and like make a career on YouTube and make children's programming there. Yeah, exactly. And so like kids are getting kind of shafted with like their programming quality. And there's exceptions, right? Yeah. Gravity yeah. Falls, I hear, is amazing. I haven't actually yeah. watched it, but I hear it's so good. And uh, um, We Bear Bears, I hear, is really funny. Dude, how about Australia blowing us out of the water with Bluey? Right. What is that? You've never heard of Bluey? No, tell me. No, more. You don't have kids, but I don't. You're Bluey right. is the greatest kids' cartoon to ever. Walk the face of the earth. All right, you got to give me a synopsis of what the show is. It's just walking, talking, sentient dogs. <laughs> but it's a it's a family, right? A mom and dad and their two daughters mm-hmm. that just play around the house and make up games and have fun. 
that's the whole premise of the show. Really? But it's from Australia. They use a lot of Australian words. My daughter now calls the trunk of our car a boot because <laughs> she's half Australian because she loves this show so much. All right. Shouts out to Daniel Ricardo. It's so, so good. Like, I want to watch it with her. Like, when she's really? like, come watch a show with me, Daddy. And I'm like, can't be YouTube kids. And then she'll be like, okay, do you want to watch um, Gabby's Dollhouse? And I'll be like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be like, and then she goes, do you want to watch Bluey? I'm like, yes. Yeah, let's two, watch Bluey. <laughs> the two that I try to steer her to is Bluey and um, <laughs> Clone Wars. Clone Wars? <laughs> and good, she loves them both. It's a, it's a good move, man. Clone Wars is good. But, dude, you like as an adult, I would watch Bluey by myself. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I do have kids, and I love my kids, so like, it's easier for me to like relate to the stories because they are about parents being with their kids. But it's really funny. It's really good. Um, shout out to Australia for doing it right, man. Like, the, there is good content out there. It's harder to find. Yeah, very much hard. It's not because readily available. It's so saturated with garbage, mm-hmm. and there's so many platforms. Like, this is on Netflix, right? Yeah. I think. Nope. Disney Plus. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, if you're only on Netflix, you're never going to know about it. That's interesting. Okay. Like so, you, I mean, don't know and that's the thing, too, is I feel like a lot of this premium content for kids is coming out yeah. on these streaming platforms. Like you were Absolutely. saying earlier, right? Because like where's so, the money, right? Our, yeah. As a parent, I'm paying for Disney Plus because it has everything my kid wants. I'm not paying for cable. Disney Channel is not going to produce enough good stuff for me to want to go get cable for my children. Yeah. <laughs> like the duh. But Netflix can, yeah. you know, and so. Um, well, and most of that stuff that's going on Disney now, anyway, is going to be is put on Disney Plus right after the season's done. Exactly, so and like, on top of that, yeah, most of the stuff is then available streaming somewhere eventually. Yeah, and where who who has the money? That was the thing in the '90s, right? Is parents have the money, they pay for cable, so it's easy to get a piece of the pie for children's shows. But when you're in a Adult not paying for cable, but you're paying specifically for a streaming platform that you like, like HBO Max. That doesn't have any kid content, except for movies. No, they got a bunch of stuff. They have all the Cartoon Network shows. Okay. Yeah. So there's like HBO Max kid stuff, but it's... But it's not like coming out like with new out. kid shows. You yeah. Know? Like they're not producing there's, new stuff just for HBO Max for children. I don't I think. I think they are. Who knows? Maybe you're right. I, I don't remember, spend enough time But I think that. I've seen a couple shows on there that have been... That'll say like HBO Max original, mm. and I'll... And they're kids shows, but... But but I, my thought was, like, how many adults in this world have a tattoo of Spongebob on them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, I just hired somebody at work that has, like, Futurama, Rick and Morty tattoos, and, like, she's super into those and Bob's Burgers and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, the people paying for the services, you know, if they love a certain type of animation, that's where the money is, and there's going to be more of it. Yeah, that's true. Which is why I liked Troll Hunters so much because it was for like, quote, teenagers. But there was no like blood or cursing or suggestive themes. And so mm-hmm. my four year old totally watched it with me and loved it. And it was just like 16 year old me's paradise <laughs> for watching content nonstop forever. Because, dang, dang, man. Four shows and four seasons each was a lot yeah. <laughs> to consume. <laughs> It's in, it's uh, it's always really interesting to me, man. There's always so many like, there's always that show, right? There's always the one that's like 
the the best of the best, the one everybody's talking about, right? Yeah. Apparently, you haven't been on the internet enough to know about Bluey, but yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I met. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have kids, right? <laughs> right. So that's probably why your algorithm is not showing it to you because it knows that you're not even pregnant. Yeah, yeah my algorithm's like <laughs> Formula One, and you like Drive to Survive, the Jazz. You should watch Rush. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari yet? I own it. Do you want to? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But Do you want to watch it? Yeah. This All is right. a sidebar, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got the I've got the movie. We can. It's not physical. It's digital. I, but we'll get together one of these days and watch it for sure. Probably not today, but. But also, do you have a time? You gotta be. Uh, you gotta head back. Um. Yes. Okay. I think it's. I think. I mean. I should be back probably by 3.30, but 5 is like when we have to get ready to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, dude, we're chilling then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep this ball rolling for a while, but... This is going to have to be edited down. <laughs> it will be. I mean, there's definitely spots in here that I... Uh, Not even our own wives will listen to us talk for two hours straight. I don't know, man. I feel like I would... If I was a listener, I feel like I'd be pretty into this. Right. I think we brought in some good themes. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But, you know... I. I just want to keep people's attention. <laughs> yeah. And and when when I'm listening to a podcast that's really exciting, even if it's two hours, about hour an hour in, I'm doing something else and not really paying attention. That's true, yeah. I was kind of shooting for an hour. I don't know how many, what we're at right now. Honestly, it doesn't really tell me what time, but I don't know when we started either. Also, I had to take phone calls. That's true. Because I manage calls. a business. Yeah, tell tell me uh, tell me more about work and uh, how things are going there. You've had to replace an assistant manager a few times now. Well, kind of. Yeah, I was the assistant manager, and then when I got promoted, they were like, "You should hire your replacement." So I went out on a limb and moved somebody into my position that wasn't ready for it. Hmm. So then we made the decision to slide her to the side, not like get rid of her or demote her but um keep her doing what she was good at doing uh-huh. and hire somebody that was better at the management part of it um and then the person that i hired ghosted me <laughs> after training them for four months <laughs> like straight up text message said i don't think i can do this anymore it's too much stress on me blah 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 and then never responded to anyone ever again oh my gosh not just me as her boss but like her co-workers that were like making plans to go to dinner with her and her husband and crap like what the heck yeah she's not dead because we see her on tiktok all the time but oh nice (laughs) what's Uh, her content like is it just dances yeah she is a shuffle dancer i don't have any idea what that means she shuffles enlighten me um you know like the like rave dancing yeah where like your feet don't come off Uh, the ground i see kind of where it looks like you're sliding because you move your foot heel toe heel toe heel toe. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> she I think does. I'll never be able to do. Yeah, well, it's not it's not a skill that you need, right? Or like I don't really care for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain skills that you need. Um I have a lot of really <laughs> useless skills. Talking that, to people. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good skill to have. Right? Very, yeah. Microsoft Word. Yeah. That's flawless Dude, for any business. You definitely need Excel, like yeah. in Word. <laughs> yeah. Every single time one of my employees is like, well, how do I restart the computer? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, 
yeah, you, some of my useless skills include being able to do a Rubik's cube and, uh, and reciting twenty five digits a pi. You know, it's like unnecessary, but yeah, um, having hiring people, trying to find people with good skills, bow staff skills, nunchuck skills, <laughs> computer hacking skills, <laughs> um, is so important. But anyway, yeah, I just hired a new person and uh, she's doing great like better than expected so how uh, how long she been there so far like a, a week? week yeah nice today's the first day she's working and i'm not there which hitting the ground running. also everything that could have possibly happened happened to her on this day oh, yeah the low pressure so the for anybody you know wondering uh the calls that he's gotten so far were from his manager or from his the owner of the hotel trying to figure out why there was no water pressure yeah we had people last night that were like i can't take a shower because your shower head won't spit at me hard enough. <sighs> yeah. Man, being being a manager of a hotel. But it's also amazing how like people feel so entitled after something minor like that happens. And I say minor not knowing their situation, right? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. they could have just wrestled a donkey and really needed a shower. Some but... everlasting trauma about not having water pressure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But at the same time, like... You're sleeping in a clean bed, comfortable bed, by the way. Those beds are comfortable. So comfortable. Um, you used the pool that we provided for you and the elevators and the air conditioning and the electricity that was working. You probably watched television. You came down in the morning and ate the breakfast. But since you couldn't take a shower right when you wanted to, you want us to refund you the entire stay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's yeah. like you go to Subway and you order a foot long and you eat everything but the pickles and then you say, I didn't like these pickles. Can I have a refund? That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, that's true. Especially if it's kind of a problem that can be solved, right? Like, like take off your own pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And a lot of the time it is something stupid like my air conditioning was a little bit loud. And it's like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Do you have earplugs? Like when, <laughs> when people try to complain to me that they didn't sleep well because of noise and or light, I'm like, those are two easily solved situations mm -hmm. with an eye mask or a noise machine. And you must know that you're that type of sleeper, right? Like, mm -hmm. you sleep literally every single day of your life. That's not yeah. something new. So if you know that you're a light sleeper and that noise is possibly going to wake you up, travel with a noise machine. Travel with earplugs. You can prevent these things from upsetting you. To put it on the hotel and say that every hotel should cater to my light sleeping needs is asinine <laughs> you gotta be staying in nicer hotels then <laughs> well yeah not only that stop paying 100 to 120 bucks a night for your hotels that's true but yeah. also like you are in control of yourself mm -hmm. if you think that you want to sleep better travel with a noise machine my guy <laughs> yeah oh that's true well and one thing that's been that's kind of shocking to me too is like getting most hotels nowadays have really good blackout shades yeah so, like, the light argument, I always feel like is kind of a... Like, when I worked the front desk at your hotel, that's out to the Staybridge again, Bill Ammerman, well done. Uh, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, I hope he's doing all right. 60 hours a week, that guy. Oh, man. Worked so hard. Great dude. Hospitality-minded in every way. Um, anyway, back to uh, to that. I, I always felt like some of the things people would complain about and either try and get into a new room or, like... The faucet is dripping and it's keeping me up at night. Yeah, you're like, okay, we'll put a rag under it. I don't know. Like, or close the bathroom door, you dinkus. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
there were certain things that I was like, I know if I was staying in this hotel, I'd probably look at that as like a minor inconvenience and be like, well, that's just the situation. That's how the world works. Everything's yeah. not perfect. Like, does your house have water that doesn't drip all the time? I Dude. guarantee there's one leaky faucet in your house somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, but like when people are like, uh, I didn't get housekeeping today. This is how every guest sounds to me in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but didn't you check in yesterday? They're like, yes, but um, I don't have any clean towels. And it's like. There were three sets of clean towels in your room when you checked in. You used all three of them in less than 12 hours, and you didn't hang them up. Is that how you live at home? <laughs> Every time you use a towel, you have to wash it? I always think about that, too. Like, how many... You use... How many towels... I could use the same towel in a hotel room for a week. Yeah, I used the same towel at my house for a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably not a good idea, but I do it. And, and like... I guarantee the people that complain about it the most, right? Like my bed didn't get changed. I've been here for four days. Those get the type of people that at home, they haven't washed their sheets this year. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I imagine it's because you want a better experience in the hotel than you want at home. Which that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Me, that doesn't necessarily correlate, right? That doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because it's like you spend, you no matter who you are, you're going to spend more time at home than you are at my hotel, period. Yeah, true. Right? So why would you think that the hotel is going to be better than your home when you invest your own money and time into your home yeah. and a hotel is trying to like sweepingly generalize across the masses and make everyone happy? Like, yeah, it's not catered to you, bro. Dude, hospitality is a hard industry, man. Yeah, I like to complain about it, but it also is a good career and I like well, it most of the time. But knowing you too, like you like your job. You yeah. feel like you're in a good spot. You yeah. know what you're doing. You're comfortable with it. And, and like managing people in a way that you, you know what I mean? Exactly. And for me, I'm not even on the desk anymore, which is the so crazy part of all this, right? Like I'm not customer facing anymore. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I'm complaining about this is through the filter of my front desk, right? Like they come to me and say, Hey, this person complained about blah, blah, blah. And I'm not even like face to face with half of them anymore. So unless things get real bad, I don't have to even deal with it. So I probably nice. don't need to complain as much as I do. But um, it's more fun to complain, and uh, it really helps people understand the point of view better. Like, I just wish that everyone knew the insides of industries that they use, you know? And it's impossible yeah. to know everything. Like, I don't know that much about cars and the auto automotive industry, and I'm sure that a lot of mechanics and or salespeople wish that I did yeah, have a better sure. understanding of that. And so I'm here saying exactly the same thing about hotels, you know? Like, I wish mm -hmm. everybody could understand what a joke it is to use third parties like Expedia and Priceline oh and gosh. how that's Ripping never going to help you in the long run um, and so it's just I wish that people could understand these things and tip your housekeepers people they don't make enough money <laughs> especially to clean up your own crap like ugh, it's, ugh, I but, mean, in, uh, don't get me wrong right housekeepers make a livable wage yeah but for what they're minimum, doing but yeah, exactly. For what they're doing, they should be making $60 an hour, $80 an hour. <laughs> yeah. They're it, making maybe 15 it, And for every decent person out there that's like, when I leave my hotel room, it's spotless. The next three that they walk into, it looks like a kid took a dump on the carpet because they oh probably did. Gosh. Dude, some of the hotel, the rooms that we ran into, like just working, <laughs> I didn't, I never, I worked in front desk <laughs> and every once in a while I'd have to go into a hotel room like after somebody left or something, you know. And some of the stuff that I have seen, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my wife, I love my wife so much for how much she takes care of the hotel room 
when we're leaving. Yeah. Making sure all the like towels and bedding are in a pile on the floor, like making sure everything's cleaned up and in a trash can, like stuff like that. Because one, that makes it so that the housekeepers can move on to a new room after quickly cleaning that one. And spend time in one that's a problem. Yeah, and spend time in one that's a problem. But mostly, like, that's also, that's also, like, how to really be a, gracious to that person. How to be a decent human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want, you don't want somebody coming into your house and being like, this place is a mess. I'm going to start cleaning it when they don't live there. Yeah, exactly. Like, take care of your own mess. Yep. That's crazy. Yep, yep. That's nuts. Um, good stuff. And, yeah, I mean... I could go on for six days about the things that people complain about that don't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, I'm talking about this probably a lot more. I, I know. Point. This is my life. This is what we're gonna we're gonna end on probably every time. Is just why my woes and concerns about the hospitality industry. Do you uh, <laughs> do you remember uh, the quote unquote kidnapping in our hotel? Dude, so armchair expert <laughs> shout out. They definitely need our plug too. Um, they have a new thing called um, Armchair Anonymous, where the listeners can like write in about certain topics, yeah, and um, and then like get on the show and like tell their story. And so I've read all the prompts of like, tell us about a time you pooped your pants while at work, you know. And the only one that resonated with me was the one um, they said, tell us about a time you had to call the cops. And I immediately <laughs> thought about that time. That this guy would not let me leave the room until he screamed and screamed and screamed about his bill that didn't he didn't pay. Like, that's the most absurd part of all of it, is he was like, you're trying to take more money from my credit card that I owe you, and it's making me angry. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even been able to get the money. Like, yeah. where's the anger? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, mind you, so these were, these were some guests that she... <laughs> It was a husband and a wife, and he worked in a Supposedly. mine or something like that. Right? Supposedly. Supposedly. We don't know. He was could have been a drug dealer. A, no, no, no. Sorry. A door-to-door non-certified pharmacist. That's what we'll call them. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. And so um, they they were staying in our hotel for a while. We never really saw him because he was working all the time. He may have worked in a mine. We actually have no idea. She was a real treat every she, time she came down to talk to us. Oh, my gosh. And she would start. She started to avoid us after a while. Well, yeah, because we all looked at her like she was the devil. Well, I mean, it wasn't far off. Yeah, I know, right? So, okay. but it's uh, kind of my point. <laughs> but every time, so they they checked in. Their card would clear for a couple hundred bucks or whatever. We'd be able to charge them after a few days. Um, then that stopped working. And then that stopped working. So they were staying on our hotel on the hotel's dime because we couldn't charge them. Yeah, for like a week. Yeah. Well, weeks at a time even. Yeah, but this, it had been like a week when we finally yeah. confronted them about it, yeah, which was far too long. Now that I manage a hotel, at that point, I was not the manager, mm-hmm. so it went on longer than I would have liked. Now, it's a day. Like, I've, yeah, I've kicked if people one out day, yeah, for yeah. less. For well, sure. that makes sense. As yeah. you should, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, a, a week yeah, goes by. Tough. So a week goes by. We're trying to charge their card every day just to see if we can get our money. So we're getting like $1,600 authorizations on their account to try and like that, lock up some fail, funds. Failed authorizations. Failed authorizations you. to lock up some funds in their account for us because we're not getting paid and they're staying in our hotel for free. Yeah. We're, mind you, this is like a, a hotel meant for extended stays, right? So you're, people can stay there for a lesser rate for X amount of dollars, you know, like 80 bucks a night or something like that, 90, whatever it is, way cheaper than a normal hotel room. 
especially for how nice this place was. Large that square is foot rooms. A steal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were in a nice room too. They screwed that room up, dude. They, yeah, it was bad. So they come down. They're really mad this Sorry. one day after they had talked to us a few times, right? Well, yeah, and all we kept telling them is, "Well, you still owe us money." Yeah. <laughs> and so they come down. They want to talk to. They want to talk to my manager. They want to talk to the person at the front desk. Whatever. Like, it's they want to talk to everybody. They need answers in order to get answers to their questions about why they're why we're putting holds on their account. Which we're not, which is it's failing. Yeah, we can't. There's no, the money, the funds, you don't have any money in your account to share anyway. So it's all good. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so we, uh, we decide we're going to end up talking to him. And so uh, Connor here, you know, being the great manager that he is, and another one of my coworkers pulled him into the business center or whatever. No, dude, I was already in there yeah. with her having like her quarterly review like I was supposed to do. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, we were just in oh there talking gosh. about like her job and how to improve her customer service skills. Like, yeah, that was the conversation I was having when I got accosted by this couple that's that right. stormed in, closed the door behind them. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And yeah, just yeah, because they lit came up, us up. They came up to me and they were like, "We need to he? talk to him." And I was like, "He's busy. He's in a meeting. He can't meet with you yet. Yeah. Like, give it a few minutes." And they're like, "Nope, we're talking to him now." <laughs> yeah. And then, like, found... I don't even know how they found you. Well, that door had glass in it. I could see through it. That's true. Yeah, it was. But but the best part, the, the, now that we're here to this point of the story, mm-hmm. is that they're in the room screaming at me, and you're just, like, lightly knocking on the glass. Like, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, I was like, sir, I'm, open the door. Yeah. Sir, please open the door. I'm going to need you to open the door, please. And then, And then eventually, after they are blind to everything but their own rage you go well i'm gonna have to call the police if you don't open the door i repeat it like three or four times i I understand and of course they're not hearing anything i'm trying to get one word in and they're not hearing it you know is that really how it sounded through the door because i felt like i was yelling no you i could tell that you were nervous about it yeah but no i'm just i just wanted to use a funny voice (laughs) (laughs) but yeah then the police show up as they're finally done right like perfect timing on the lehigh city police department oh yeah. shout out they were there, they were there quick man <laughs> dude and uh he's about to like storm up to his room because he's said his piece and he feels manly <laughs> mind you mind you i've got a whole foot and probably a hundred pounds on this guy <laughs> as he's in my face screaming about nothing oh my god and so i'm just like dude are you gonna throw a punch yet or what and so as he finally opens the door and is trying to storm up to his room in his, like, finishing exit. <laughs> the, the cop says, hey, now, we need to talk about this. And the guy says, no, I'm done, and tries to push past the cop and, like, lays one index finger on, like, the bulletproof vest of the cop. And the cop's like, that's it. <laughs> totally spins him around and handcuffs him right there. That was the like, best. Put arm up behind his head oh. almost, like, great, like. Yeah, like I thought he was gonna like Locked take his by the hair and push his face into the wall. Like, oh yeah, I greatest moment of justice in my life. It was amazing. <laughs> I was so impressed. And so I was just like, "Huh, there is a god." <laughs> you know, there's some police departments across the country not great, right? But Lehigh City <laughs> Dude, knows how to pick them. Lo- right, love these see. guys. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. They always had our backs. But then, so in the conversation, I don't remember any of like much about it, but they were saying because they, because he like locked the door, 
Yeah, that we couldn't get in. It was considered kidnapping. Yeah, the, yeah, I was kidnapped. It's so crazy by by an old man and his wife. Yeah, who were both like together, weighed as much as me. Oh yeah, in a door that didn't lock. <laughs> it was just a sliding <laughs> glass door that they held closed. It's got like a little thing on the bottom because no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't open it. Yeah, well, it wasn't even because of the fact that he was like yeah holding it. It just like there's a little metal piece there that blocks that thing that I could not get the unless door you like to push hit. it past. Yeah, on and this with side. him shoving the door, there was yeah. no way I was going to be able to do it. Yeah, the whole situation was blown out of proportion. It was. They ended up paying a little bit and yeah, then disappearing, like a, like a quarter of what yeah. they were supposed to, do, and then just left one day. Yeah, and they just disappeared. We never got our money. And I'm pretty sure they took like a like a maintenance cart with them too, like <laughs> like one of those black smaller ones that we'd push yeah, around yeah. with like linens on it and stuff. Yeah, that disappeared the day that they disappeared. Really? Yeah, that's interesting, man. We've had some good, we've had some good, good times in this hotel. Yeah, that was fun. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible hotel. What well, can you do, though? what can you do? You can uh, go and manage your own and make it better. Yeah, nope. I'm gonna stick with solar. But <laughs> hey, I am so happy that you're doing it the way that you're doing it. Honestly, like, there's nobody better for the position that you're in than you. We're at 100 percent this month. Really? For Guest reviews. Oh, guest reviews. I thought you were going to say occupancy, and I was like, that's amazing. No, July has been weird. It seems like every company takes July off. Really? Yeah. Or well, at least the sense. fourth. So Everybody like, wants to go on vacation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of places that don't travel in July. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, hey, this has been fun. I think we should probably wrap it up here. Uh, we got some good. Got some good. Dude, next time we got to talk about basketball. We do, yeah. I think we do. There's I have some, some stats to throw. It's kind of it's kind of hard though because it's the off season. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we could still talk about how bad we hate Russell Westbrook. That's true. And He's not my least favorite. No, but Ben least... Simmons is definitely up there. Oh, dude, Ben Simmons. Who's your least favorite player in the league right now? Uh, probably Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Everyone on the Nets, just like no, start to finish. No, because I like Joe Harris, dude. I and I don't mind KD. I feel so bad for Steve Nash. Like he's a glorified babysitter. Oh my gosh, he's in my opinion, he's one of the top NBA players of all time. Yeah, and he will never go down as the best coach of all time ever. No, and it's because of it's because of the hands he's been dealt, right? Like Steve Kerr. Oh my gosh, he'll go down as the greatest, like one of the greatest coaches ever. Oh yeah, for sure. He's got nine rings. He picked the perfect team to sign with. Granted, they picked him, right? But like. Yeah, but also, also got to decide. the Warriors like drafted nineteen percent of their superstar. You know what I mean? Oh my like, gosh, yeah, they're just great. They built they that do. team the way they're supposed to build a team. But this would be for another episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Hey, uh, that's just called an Easter egg for next time. Yeah, you'll know what's in store for next time we got us on here. So, anyway, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. Glad we got to uh, to finally get this done. Stay frosty. <laughs> Stay frosty. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, well, till next time. See you later.